Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. The painting's gone. Barbie, we've got a mystery to solve. I'm on my way. Solving a mystery on the tropical cruise. Secret gadgets, find hidden clues. Search the island waterfall. We found the painting! But that's not all. <laughs> did we even play that one? No. That was later. <laughs> we did not play that. Come on, Barbie. Let's solve mysteries. Yeah, let's solve mysteries and party. Mark Barbie. Hey, everybody. Barbie. Welcome to Play Retro. <clears throat> this is Play Retro episode 49 for Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and uh, I wish I had as much expendable income as Blondie over there. Uh, between her cars and her epic parties and her eunuch known as Ken, well, mm. she's just the most happening gal of all time. Man, just visit Barbie's mansion. You'll see how rich that lady is. That gal is. And I am your other host, Brian Dunaway. And I just spent the past hour getting ready for a last-minute invite to the prom. Like 9 o'clock in the morning, by the way. From Ken over the 80s corded phone. And when he picked me up, he took me to the gym. I think Ken had a stroke. I think he had a stroke. (laughs) You think Ken had a stroke? He must have had a stroke because he's been telling me all day, it's like, you got to get ready for the prom. And then it's like, I show up at my prom wear, and the screenshot is me and him at the gym. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that ain't the Dude, prom. That's not, you said, you said, I have one hour to get ready for the prom. And you, is this your joke? Is this a joke? Ken? Yeah, Ken's, full of, joke Ken's full of bad ideas. See you in an hour. See you in an hour. See you in an hour. That's the one. Yep. It was always see you in an hour. Son of a bastard. Yep. We'll get to all that in a minute and try to explain to you people what we're doing today because it's a little different. Okay. It's a little different. But don't worry. You're going to have a good time. I want to start oh, things yeah. off though, by uh, mentioning something. I want everybody listening to play retro to have a chance at this. Um, technically, this is a partnership with Doghouse Systems, Intel, and Core, the podcast Core. But we're like a but. sister show over here. Or maybe it's the sister show of this. Who's to say? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, today you don't know, sister. Today it's definitely the sister show, if you know what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I want you guys to be in on this because you have a chance of winning a massive prize. Uh, so this deal that we've got going with Doghouse Systems, they make amazing gaming rigs, gaming PCs. 
And yeah. uh, they are putting together a $4,000 build, what? which we're actually going to live stream the build on Friday. Uh, I'll be hosting that right here on our on our Twitch channel. But they're going to build it in real time. We're going to do some giveaways during that time and, and so on. And uh, it's one of their Armor TL series. Latest i9 uh, Intel processor. Wow. Fast as hell GPU. Giant storage. All this stuff. Here's a picture chat of this beast. Um and then, like I said, $3,995, what this goes for normally. Uh, this thing is now uh, going to be free for one lucky winner. Here's what you do to sign up. You go over, and all the details are there. The only real restriction here, there's one restriction. Well, two. One is you got to live in the U.S. or Canada. Anything outside of that is like two grand to ship it. So Good we're not doing Lord, that. I can't imagine sending a beast like that. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, uh, I, international, international bulk shipping like that is a freaking nightmare. Uh, the other restriction is one, you know, one entry per household and we're just going to have to hold you to your, to your honest selves about that. Okay. So honor system here, there's already quite a few people signed up cause I announced this on Twitter, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned on the show. Here's where you go. Go to frogpants.com slash dog house, all one word, D O G H O U S E. So again, that's frogpants.com slash dog house. And you can sign up to win this armor TL and make it your very own. If you are chosen at random, uh, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, we do the drawing. So you've got some time. For tomorrow. Uh, but one week from tomorrow, we got an episode of Core tomorrow to finish out the, out the year. Then I do the live build or the live stream of the build on Friday. And then that thing burns in, you know, does all mm-hmm. of its testing for like five days. Mm-hmm, During mm-hmm. that time, signups are still open. And then on mm-hmm. uh, the evening of, of uh, the first Thursday of the year, we are giving that away on court. Yes, look at that. It's a thirty eighty. I don't mind if I do. Yeah, it's pretty good. We uh, we we are very happy with this, how this thing's panning out. So that's going to be built and done. Uh, like I said on Friday, go sign up today. Frogpants.com slash doghouse, and you could be a wiener. A wiener, uh, Brian. What'd you, you don't win, you can order one, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you can. Yeah, of course. If you don't win it, you can always order one. But boy, wouldn't it be nice right. to not have to pay a dime. That'd be nice, right? Wouldn't it be nice? And it comes with, by the way, their full warranty, their lifetime phone support, all that stuff. All it's uh-huh. all included, so it's not like some janky, you know. I know. Thing. And these guys are these guys are great. I love Doghouse. We've been we've worked with Doghouse. How long has it been now? Oh my long god, we've time. been long time. We've, we're I, well, two thousand. I can tell you, two thousand and eight is when I started doing stuff with them. That and is crazy. I know. Yeah, thirteen years. Look at that. I think I'm on my third or fourth Doghouse uh, PC machine yeah. myself. Like here, I'll show you guys real quick. This is kind of. I want to see if this works. Actually, because it's kind of a test here. Uh, Look at my image. Where's dog the thing? House. Where's the thing? Oh, this my computer's a, easy, a dog. Thing. Oh, here it is. Okay. House. So here's what Texas, we're gonna do. Sexy. We're gonna go and then we're gonna choose my phone. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Chat. Look at it. Oh, so my room off. Room's awful dirty. But uh, there this you go. Right here that, that's okay. House. I don't judge you. Look at that beast. Look at that. Yep. Dog, look, that's me. It's the doghouse. Look at that right there, man. My, Beautiful. Yeah, look at his logo. And it's if I had it on, well, I guess I can. You can see all the pretty lights. Look at this. Ooh. Got a little, what's that blue ball down there? Oh, that's Gross. another microphone. Mm. That right there. Oh, yeah. Look, you got some lights on that bad boy. Yes. Yeah. What do you think of this? I what think do you I think of it. this? I think there's that a 3080 in there all glowed up. There's a duck. Uh, yeah, there's a 3080 in there, I think, is what I ended up with. Yep. And uh, it's fast. It's awesome. You can program these lights to like do all sorts of stupid stuff if you're into that sort of thing. I have my retro controller connected to it right now. 
I love this machine. Yep. It is serving yeah, me but, well, and you could serve yourself well as well. But but can you play Barbie on it? No, you can't. Well, yes, actually, you can. Okay, you can all play right. all That's that stuff on there. Anything you want to play on there, Brian, I, it will let you do it. Can I print my Barbies out? Otherwise, forget it. I'm no, out. but I do want to know what you got for Christmas in the in terms of like retro <laughs> stuff. So tell the people at home what cool shit you gathered. Absolutely. So right before Christmas, I was I I was okay. So once a year, I'll usually sign up for Nintendo Online for about three months at a time because I'm not gonna. That's the reason I haven't done the 64 version of the Nintendo Online is because they make you pay for a year. I'm not that consistent. I may play three months and then I probably won't play it for like six months. You're not you're not tricking me, Nintendo. However, no. they did trick me anyway. <laughs> um, I was I was I I did the the re up on the Nintendo Online. We did our uh, Mario uh, a, a cart episode when we did our cart episode. Yeah. And uh, immediately after signing up, Nintendo said, "Hey Brian," I was like, "What now? What do you want?" They said, "How would you like this cool NES control wireless controller that you can plug into your Ooh. Switch?" And I was like, "I'm listening." Wait, wireless did, controller man. you plug into your Switch? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, you can charge it. You charge it through your Switch. So look at that. It's got your little docking bay there. You plug it into the side of your Switch. There, it's into your controller. The, the 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 Joy-Con slot, right? Yeah, okay. into the Joy-Con slot. Like that little part that when you go, yeah, it makes yeah. the Switch noise. That's the thing it does. You plug it right in there, and then you got your little wireless controller here. I guess that's how you pair it, and you just mm -hmm. get in there, and you can play your NES games. I might keep it longer than six months now. Uh, the Nintendo Online still haven't convinced me about the 64 version yet, but I, this was a big deal for me. I ordered this; it got here in a fairly short order. I got that for Christmas. Got some new headphones for Christmas. Um, I got a PlayStation 5 controller, which I talked about pre-show and the reason why. So, like Brian, you have a PS5. I, I know I don't, but people would talk really good about it and how it would work well uh, with my Mister FPGA, which mm. is a piece of retro hardware. Mm. Uh, and so I said, sure, why not? So I'm. So to add to my 40-plus controllers, I don't know how many controllers I have at this point, Scott. Uh, but to add to them, now I've had, what, three more, maybe four? I don't know. I've got too many controllers, but I don't care because yeah. I got a 3D printer as well for Christmas, uh, and I'm printing out stands for everything. That's because you're a wild man and you're you're a glutton for punishment because you like to have effed up printing problems and deal with those. And, it's actually getting a lot better. I ran into some problems. Uh, some of it was a learning curve. Some of it was me disassembling my 3D printer and reassembling it and uh, finding very minute things because it, people kept telling me it's very important that you're square. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm square. I'm like, I'm, I had the squarest freaking 3D printer you've ever seen. There's nothing more square than what I got. Yeah, you're hip I've to be measured, square. Look at you. You're all square. I know. I've measured a million times. They're saying, your bed's got to be level two. And I'm like, there's never been anybody's <laughs> bed that's been more level than mine. I have the freaking down to the, you know, to the micron. You know, it's just like, I, it's all freaking perfect. Yeah. And so eventually I tore everything down and it was like uh, part of a, one of the the spinny arms was like the, that raised the motor up and down apparently was too far down or something uh -oh. on top of a spindle that no one said anything about or look, said in any YouTube videos. But after tearing everything down and looking at it and staring at it for like an hour, I'm like, okay, I think this may be the bro. So that means you need and to do I, it. You need to do YouTube video to clear everything up for yeah, everybody else. I, I, when they I have guess that so. Yeah. And I wondered when I put it together, cause I was like that bar that doesn't go down very far. And I was like, so I, I made it go down a little further and then, it was making all kinds of noises, so I backed back out, and I found, like, an in-between spot. And since then, it's been just all cheese, man. It's been all cheese. Good. So, Good. yeah, I don't know. All cheese. Uh, by that, he means, like, yeah. cheddar, like the 60s when you were, like, robbing the bank. Ah, uh, we got to split that cheddar once we get the bank robs, see? That's what that means so when now he says we, cheese. Oh, yeah, look at so you. So now we got our nice little... 
We've got a nice little flexy Rexy who can flex right, and he's he's all 3D printed up and everything. So is that what those called? Wow. Flexy Rexy? Wow. That's the name? Flex, yeah, he's flex, Flexy Rexy. Wow. Why not Flexible Rexable? <laughs> wow, because that's too long. Oh. Flexy Rex. All right. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, all right, cool. Uh, well, I hope everybody else listening to us had a really nice holiday. Uh, we still have the first coming up. We wanted to make sure to give you an episode before we went. And we want to, I think, offer a olive branch to the retro ladies out there. All right? Yes. We'll explain why and what right now. Shall we play a game? So we did something a little weird. A little weird. Yeah, weird, weird for weird for a podcast uh, with two middle aged men. How about yeah, that? That's, I'll give you that's that. What's weird about I'll it? I'll give you that. So the one thing I never think about is when I think of retro gaming. Right? I think, oh yeah, uh, Contra, freaking uh, Joust. Uh, what other manly uh, you know pursuit can we talk about here? Like, there's a lot Gauntlet. of shooting, and a lot of science fiction, a lot of fantasy, a lot of that stuff going on. And I'm not saying right. that traditionally there's anything wrong with girls and women being into those genres or their subgenres. Um, of course not. There are plenty who are, but thank God here's the thing. Here's the yes. Thank, thank, thank you for being here and with us. Cause we're right. gross. So here, here's my whole uh, takeaway though, or one of my big takeaways when, when girls were young and when boys are young, society has its way of, you know, channeling, Boy stuff to boys, girl stuff to girls, especially on a, right. in a commercial way. And we, you and I, you know, Kenner's like, new Star Wars collection. Blah, 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 blah. And you got all this Kenner cool Star Wars stuff. Here's Darth Vader with his retractable lightsaber. Here's Luke with his stupid pants. Here's uh, <laughs> Chewie who can't move his neck, you know, whatever. Like all these amazing toys. And it wasn't just as little kids we're having fun with those. We are, I mean, we were. But as time went on, we held on to those. We talked about getting mm-hmm. more of them. We th- we kept some in better condition because we thought they might be worth something one day. And then even into well into adulthood, into that mythical middle age you mentioned, it's not mythical at all. It's real. Um, you get there, and we're still into it. I still have that stuff <laughs> behind me. This rack of toys is most of it Star Wars stuff. Look, I got a. We don't want to grow up. I'm a, a Toys R Us kid. I got a full I'm size. Never growing up. I got a. I got a. Uh, what do you call it? A stormtrooper about the size of a ten-year-old over there. Look at that thing. Yeah, and you can't tell because of the camera cut. But he has a he has a Boba Fett helmet on, which makes no sense. Anyway, I love it. Uh, we we are continually encouraged by both the commercial side and ourselves to yes. continue to have this stuff, collect this stuff, show off this stuff. We may not be sitting around playing with them per se. Some may, and no Maybe no shame you. if you are. But my point is like. They are still here, and we're encouraged. It's a positive thing that we're still into it, right? Right. Uh, I don't feel like women get that when it comes to the stuff they had as little girls. When they were being pushed, when they had Barbie being pushed on them constantly. Right. There's no after, when that ended, that phase ended for them, let's say, I don't know, the girls turn 11 or 12, whatever their, their kind of fall off was. That was a thing they pushed way to the side, pushed it into the past, tucked it under the bed. You don't see women now in their 40s going, oh, I got to get my hands on those 14 new Barbie thing. They don't do it like we do it. And I don't, don't think do it's it their the fault. They don't do we do it. I don't think they, it's their fault. Are one, there are some that do. Of course. They're, they're there's always going to be outliers. I realize that. But what, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is they don't have the motivation that we have 
because society has given us positive feedback we, for it. And we I built feel, a culture. We have conventions based on right. <laughs> Right, and there's a positive loop that that comes yeah. with that. I don't. I think we robbed women of that opportunity. I really do. I agree. From it, a commercial it, you know, standpoint, kind of a, they just don't push it the way they did, and it and it isn't. Yeah. It doesn't have that geek cachet that we all have hoarded and hogged for ourselves. They haven't had that with their stuff, whatever it was. My Pretty Pony, freaking strawberry shortcake, all the stuff my sisters were into. I never. Yeah. Not one of them's ever like. Yeah, I was going through my collection. I found this. Uh, Found this uh, uh, strawberry blueberry muffin or whatever her name is. I found her in mint yeah, yeah. condition, dude. She was totally mint. They're not doing that. Why are they doing that? That's because she doesn't smell anymore, and that was her big appeal. The, you know, <laughs> she she had to she had to smell like the blueberries. I did. You're right. That. You remember those? Oh my gosh, I loved how those. Oh God, yes. Well, I I think Scott's in the same situation as I am. So this this is the reason why when I saw this article about Barbie outselling uh, uh, Doom in a, in a short period of time back in. Uh, 1991. Um, I was like, what? And so I grew up surrounded by women in a house full of women. My mom was a beautician. She had a house, uh, that where she, we had, she had a, she had a home salon. So women were in and out all day. Uh, and you know, my sisters were about eight years younger than me and I was always in the babysit them and entertained them. And so I was surrounded by ladies in, in their toys of that age, and so I have had a lot of exposure to stuff like Barbie and helping my sisters get past certain parts if they were playing games that were related to any type of these these things. Right. Uh, so I, I had no stigma. It, it didn't bother me because I had an excuse, I suppose. I was kind of like, yeah, I give, of course, I've I've played with the Barbies with my sisters. I'm not some kind of weirdo. Only if my sisters weren't there would I be a weirdo. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah. I introduced a lot of So what would happen there is my sister would be like, all right, I've got a Care Bear, and the other sister would have a Barbie. The other one would have a big horse, plastic horse. And I'd come yeah. waltzing in there with like the Millennium Falcon and two stormtroopers. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what we're doing, but let's do it. Let's get this story going. Yeah, I was into it. But anyway, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is when you first announced or when you first suggested to me, hey, what do you think yeah. about this whole Barbie angle and what these games meant in a in a particular era of time and certainly in the the comparison of doom you know and the, and the sales figures that all was compelling on its own but what really got me in the right headspace was i just think we owe them a little something you know well what did we miss out on because i'll tell you this it's just like what did we miss out on because i don't i had a generalized idea of most barbie games i don't re remember playing any of them to any you know effect uh, right. To where I would remember anything, and so I had this very flat impression of what all Barbie games were, which was just you know paper doll cutouts that right. you just you you just you know you you do the everything's pink and uh, you dress up Barbie. That's the whole game. That's the whole game mechanic. And you know, as as I, I like you know customizing my characters, but that's only part of a game. And then I move on. If you told me that customizing the character was the whole game. I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that. And what am I dressing up for? To go on a date? See, none of that sounds appealing to me. But I knew, I knew these games wouldn't be just that because you can't just have that. They, there are those, but you can't they have those just aspects. Have that. Sure, some of them a little more yeah. egregious than others in terms of you know not containing much gameplay. But there are others where right. there is more gameplay. And my my feeling about that, I agree with you. First of all, when right. I saw these. Uh, in those years, I would go, 
I ain't playing that. Are you freaking kidding? That's for my like four year old. <laughs> that's not niece. for me. That's for that's for a six year old girl. That's for tiny kids or or whatever. And in some, yeah. you know, and there's nothing wrong with games being aimed at at whatever age group they're aimed at. It's not really my my issue. My yeah. my issue was I had a preconceived notion of what these must be. And right. here's the here's the truth of it that I've had to face. A lot of games that I like today, like modern games that fit into this chore core category I always talk about where it's like work a little bit. Right. Like, oh, I got a it's a it's a electronic simulator or it's a car wash simulator or it's a power wash simulator, which has been a big one this year, or lawn mowing sim. These kind of work as game or gamified work type things that I really get yeah. into. They're really not that different than what these were trying to be back then. Of course, we had less technology. We couldn't do these 3D worlds and all the progression and everything. But they were early examples of some of that more casual stuff that I really like now. Like, yeah. you know, your your farming sims like um, Stardew Valley is an example. Um you know, no, nothing that the Barbie games were doing were this complicated, but there were bits and right. shadows and pieces of what these kinds of games would be one day. And I realized that I'm already kind of playing in the genre that I used to think was for six-year-olds, but yeah. really yeah. there's more to them. There can be anyway. They've been iterated on and developed out and made into something more. And and so I've just, I'm a little mad at myself for being so judgmental about this stuff, you know? Right. Because I didn't know any better. Well, and I wasn't, well, don't, I wasn't don't, spending 50 wait, wait bucks. Wait until we finish talking out. about the games, then we can decide if you Yeah, then we'll decide if these are good or not. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I just I just think I, I like a lot of things in life. You 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 base it on the cover. Yeah. And let's, you move let's, on. Let's, let's, also, let's frame real quick. Mattel, which is uh, who does the Barbie and the Barbie games, uh, They their target audience has always been the three- to eight-year-olds. So it's a five-year span there where they sell – their plastic toys too, and it's when those kids pre before they hit uh, you know puberty, and so is we we had Hot Wheels on one side for the boys, and Barbie on the other side for the girls. I was huge into Hot Wheels. If you ask me if I want, if you would have said last week, let's do a episode on Hot Wheels, I said sign me up. Wouldn't have been a question. We would just mm-hmm. played it. Wouldn't even thought about the age of it or anything. Yeah. But Barbie, I was like, okay, so you know, th- three to nine, three to eight. Uh, that age group, I think some of these games are a little beyond three to eight when oh, I was yeah. playing them. I was like, oh, yeah. some of these things are legit uh, uh, confusing and hard even for an adult. <laughs> the unreleased one we'll talk about eventually is one in particular where I think there was a, maybe a little too much going on for a younger mind. Right. But, um, you know, your mileage may vary. You got a really smart kid or something. I'm going to start things by playing the Barbie intro for the Barbie C64, Commodore 64 game, 1984? Yeah, 1984. This is an yeah, Epics game. Mattel and Epics got together and uh, they hired a Goldfarb, and we'll talk about Goldfarb in a minute. Yeah, but no, uh, and by the way, no relation to um, Epic Games. Just for so many no. case people are confused. Ep- Epics, E P Y X. If you're a Commodore 64 uh, gamer, you definitely recognize that name. You can see it's burned in your in your brain. Yep. So here's some of that. Not bad, the, Sid Chippin. Yeah, you're hearing some, you know, straight C64 business there. Which, by the way, that thing was so ahead of its time. It really was. I mean, this isn't news, but but the 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 ability for that thing to poop out the sound it did at the time it did, and the graphics it did, like it's almost embarrassing how kind of underpowered the NES is years later. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, it was a more mass market success. It was also a little tiny box, easy to put on your TV and just go. You know, the C64 was a computer. <laughs> it's just yeah, different. Yeah. But but I don't know. We don't give it enough credit. Well, you do because you're a giant C64 oh, guy. But yeah, anyway, the I best started, part of that game, best part of that game is this. I'm going to play it right here. Hello. Hi, Barbie. It's Ken. Would you like to go to the pool? Sounds like fun. Great. See you in an hour. Whoa. What the hell? What? <laughs> that was that part. That's, I take that's a, Barbie's. That's, that's her Barbie's car, right? Corvette. Yeah, listen yeah, that's to that. Barbie's Corvette. This is. <laughs> this is. This is before. <laughs> this is before everything got pinkified. We're yeah. still. We're. We're. We're using different colors. But yeah, that car was. Oh yeah, it was a beast. And, uh, and Bar- that- you know, Barbie doesn't know she needs to get her muffler looked at. You know, that's yeah. the whole joke, right? Goldfarb. Yeah, Goldfarb. What nice, nice going, Goldfarb. <laughs> Who lived is still alive, right? 101 or something? Goldfarb is like 101 years old. Eddie uh, Goldfarb in his studio made this game. Uh, th- he only did two games. They only did two games. Yeah. This in Hot Wheels the next year. Eddie is an old school game maker and inventor. He invented the Chattering Teeth. So if you've ever seen Chattering Teeth, that's the same guy. And I would totally believe you if you said... There was a guy named Goldfarb that made the chattering teeth. I believe you. Yeah, the toy, uh, right? We're talking about the ones that sit on the table. You'd wind them up and they'd chatter all over the place. Right. That's, that's right. That's right. He made a whole bunch of toys. But that was that was the one that really uh, caught my attention. And so he decided in 1984 or thereabouts that they wanted to you know progress, move forward with the with uh, with toys because we're getting into the digital era of stuff. And so he he signed off for these two games, and then he uh, he he got out because it just wasn't. It wasn't his jam, mm-hmm. uh, but you can really tell because this game plays like a board game. So I don't know if you remember any of the kind of games where it's like it's basically a dating board game. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen your sisters or any aunts or anything have those old oh, sure. type of yeah. dating board games. I mean, the, ba- the idea the was like ones, you would you would roll dice and you'd move to a space, and that space would be here's a place to. Learn. I don't know. Here's din- here's where we have dinner or whatever. This <laughs> yeah, is like yeah. that, and that it's like, all right, you're driving to the beauty salon. Boop, your car stops, and you get out, and you don't really get out. You're just in there, <laughs> and she's now basically doing hairstyle changes, and so you yeah. do a bunch of that. So the gameplay there is literally just we're gonna drive a ways, and you don't control the driving; it just drives. You can go. You can go faster or slower. That's, That's right. the only control you have over the car. That's right. And there's no obstacles or anything weird. We'll get to those in later games. Yeah. But uh, she'll go into the thing, and you can just swap out all this hair and kind of mess around with it. This is the, by the way, the only one I didn't get any play time with. I had I watched a video. Oh, of. oh, then let um, me can, give me let give me, me your all about it. Yeah, because you played a whole bunch more. I could tell on your stream, <laughs> but for whatever reason, I could not get this one to launch. I was just having trouble, and I was like, well, forget it. I'll just play these. I played the NES and all the Genesis stuff. You, so you probably could you probably couldn't get to launch. You probably got confused. Okay, so I use Vice Accurate for my emulation of Commodore 64. And the reason why is because it emulates a 1541 disk drive. I had one back in the day, and it if you listen real closely, you can hear the drive grinding because that's part of the emulator. It'll go and it loads it at a very specific speed for the for, because it has to programmatically. Mm. Uh, so you'll launch it and it'll be like what the hell's going on? I've been waiting for like two minutes. I yeah. mean, there'll be a video clip and then you got to wait two more minutes because that's how it was. That was gaming in 1984 on the Commodore yeah, 64. You forget. Yeah. Yeah. You forget about that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you, 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 uh, Ken calls you. That's how it all initiated. He calls you. He assigns you. <laughs> he assigns you, Hey, we're going to the pool. And so then you 
suddenly find yourself in the car and you're riding down this strip. And it's the same uh, six or seven buildings along the way. You've got a, like you got like a boutique for like uh, regular, just normal clothes. You got a a, a, a a bathing suit. I think that's what they call it. They call it a bathing something like that. They call it like a, a swimsuit store. Mm-hmm. You got a shoe store. You got a hair store. You go in there. You move your you move your uh, base, your your joystick around like a mouse. You select your things that you need. And you're basically doing it based on what he's saying to do. So you got to figure that out. If he says we're going to if we're going swimming, we're going to the pool, and you got to go get a swimsuit and get flip flops. If you get back and he he's calling you again, it's because you failed. You didn't do the right things. Yes. And so he'll then initiate a second kind of date, and it'll keep going on throughout the date. It's kind of annoying that up. Ken is 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 calling all these shots, though. I'm annoyed by that. He's it it is is totally a Goldfarb thing and this old old school board kind of yeah these old board games that where you would be like basically dating Sims, and so uh, it's it's kind of hilarious and horrible all at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but it's I had a lot of fun with this one because it's so dumb. If you don't it, play it, but know that it's. Is so bad that it's good. It's so dumb. Yeah. You can't believe that you're actually once again believing that uh, Lucy is not going to pull the football out in front of Chuck because <laughs> that's what Ken's going to do. Yeah. You're going to go. You're going to get the exact outfit that you think you should have. You may even do purple hair, which you can do, by the way. Yeah, that's um, true. And and he'll he'll <clears throat> he will go. Ah, we're going to the gym instead. Yeah, and then eventually. Eventually, you'll either by luck or by doing it right, you'll go on the date. Yeah. And I found this to be true a couple of times. Sometimes I go on the date, yeah. and it's the correct outfit, and we're at the correct location. Yeah. And sometimes he says we're going to the prom, and I get all dressed up in my dress and my nice little fixed-up hair and my high heels, yeah. and he takes me to the gym. <laughs> yeah, he does. And I'm like, you did not say <laughs> we're going to the gym you said the prom, and so the, the, the very end, wherever you go to your location, when he does go with you, Ken's on one side, and then the outfit you picked out, he, you're standing right next to him, and then the background is the locale. And so I'm all in my prom dress, standing in front of the uh, in the front of the gym. I'm like, come on, Ken, yeah, come on, man. What we're saying is, he's a douche boyfriend. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He's, he's bad. But this is. This is what happens when you have, uh, you know, I, I guess at the time, what was the uh, Gulfar be like? I'm like approaching sixty or so, uh, oh, asked to, yeah. you know, asked to come up with some game mechanics for this new uh, computer gaming thing based on an intellectual property Barbie. So sure. and he went with this old school. He's like, ah, you know what thing. you need to do? See, you need to have Ken calling all the shots. See, I don't know why he talks like that, but <laughs> that's how he that's talks. The He's the Goldfarb. Like I said, gotta be careful. He's still alive. He could come get us. I kind of want to see what he looks like. Do we have pictures of that guy right now? All shrinked. I don't up know. And... I can't imagine at 101 that uh, that he looks uh, he looks fresh. But I don't know. I if, if I I don't want to make it to 101. I never say I want to make it to 101. Congratulations see... those who do make it to 101. Yeah, grats to all of you. But I don't really want to go that far. <laughs> Here's what I would do. I would walk into the room quiet. He's asleep on a couch. All right. He's right. sleeping. He's just like with mouth open and all they do. Like when you're old, no teeth. Whatever. He's 101. And he's sitting there, right. and I'll sneak in, tiptoe in, and then I'll put a bunch of speakers around and then do this right before he wakes up. Nice. That's what Look, I do. Eddie, Eddie Goldfarb, born Adolph Goldfarb, had to change his name. You know what happened. Oh, yeah. No, he's... he's 101, born in 1921 in Chicago. My man 
he gets all kinds of credit for inventing over 800 toys. I'm sure a lot of those were crap, but he did the yakety yak, the talking teeth, battling tops. You might probably remember Kerplunk. I remember Kerplunk. Stompers. Absolutely. You remember Kerplunk. Yeah. Vacuum forms. And uh, there's even a documentary, a short winning uh, short called Eddie's World that I didn't get around to. Oh, I, I saw this. That's that guy. Yeah. He was married to the Barbie lady, right? Was he married to the Barbie? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I haven't watched it yet. No spoilers. Does he make a Barbie game? Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Did he make this? He's not the slinky guy. That's somebody else. No, no, he made Shark Attack, though. I remember that. There's a whole bunch shark of, like attack. I said, he's done. He did a Star Trek game. I mean, he's, he, the man has been, he, he's been doing a lot. And I didn't know this, but he's part of uh, Idiot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, international designer and inventor of toys. You cheeky, you cheeky bastard. Really? They made a I thing called it. Idiot? That's the name of their yeah, acronym? That's their, yeah, they're international designer and inventor of toys. Initialism? I almost wow. went down a rabbit hole hard trying uh, to when i was doing this barbie stuff with this guy oh spare yourself the pain and the agony man uh all right <laughs> let's jump forward to 1991 and i'm going to play some audio from a little game called uh i think it was just called barbie it was also a barbie again so you know 84 and then it's going to be seven years later no mm -hmm. one noticed that first one the commodore 64 they hope so we went straight to the nes and dos yep here's what that sounded like barbie Again, Nintendo's music stuff, their chip just didn't sound as good as that C64. Yeah, this is seven years later, and it does not sound as good as the Commodore 64. No, but here's a little gameplay. So as you know, the NES was, the that whole era was rife with a thousand side-scrolling platformers. Yeah, it was IP, just the way of side scrollers. It. It's what everyone one, did. Have one. Yeah, that's all anyone wanted to do, and it was the big innovation. Think of it as the way shooters are these days in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, this game pissed me off at first, <laughs> but I have some. I have additional <laughs> feelings about this since I have played since I played it a bunch. And so yeah. I'll get to that in a second. But basically, it's a very colorful. I would actually argue, kind of decent looking. Game. It's not bad for an NES because the NES color palette's kind of, uh, honestly, it's kind of weak. Yeah, and, uh, you're not this, wrong. This is okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It was what are we eight colors on the on the NES? Yeah, yeah. It's their little. I don't even think it was that much. I think you had to like reserve two for something else. I don't remember what it was. But yeah, it was, that it's, sounds it's right. It's a low palette, but it doesn't show. It looks real good, mm -hmm. and they have a lot of animation and other stuff. Again, you know, it's Barbie stuff, but it's a straight up platformer with like challenges and tricky stuff. Yeah. And look, I mean, this little fight with the cat right here is a big pain in the ass. Uh, you're actually fighting the cat. You're actually you're not. Yeah, you're trying uh, to just get to the cat. He's, I guess. he's he's a, he's a, you have companion animals in this game. This game is really forward thinking. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it is uh, a, lot, a lot of puzzle elements that you control by throwing these weird gems at things. Like throw the gem at the cat, and then the cat will move, and then you can get past this place that seemed insurmountable. Well, when I played it, I didn't know what those gems did, so I got stuck yeah. a lot. And I realized, oh, yeah. no, this is a proper video game that I would have had a hard time with, and maybe had to get a strategy guide for. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not just some you, throwaway thing, yeah. Or at least read the manual because uh, that's that's a charm bracelet she has. So here's the setup for him, Barbie. This is this is weird Japanese uh, ideology. So we had we had old old man uh, old man board game in the yeah, first for, one. This one we have Goldfarb had stepped aside. He was Gold not doing this. <laughs> Right. So this is uh, now we've got we've got uh, we've got Barbie. She needs her beauty rest. And so she's trying to sleep uh, because she's got a big day the next day with Ken. 
And in her dreams, which is where you're playing at in Dream World, yeah. uh, you're trying to you know you're trying to platform your way through without getting hit. Every time you get hit, you lose a Z off your Z bar, and if you lose enough Zs, you wake up. If you do it three times in a row, you have to completely start over. But if you do it, if you lose all the Z's once, I think you just start back over at the beginning of each level. Each level is a theme. I think the first one's like sports or something like that. But right. each one of them has like uh, enemies that are disembodied things, like a, a tennis racket that is floating or shoes that chase you. It's, it's weird. It's a dream world, yeah, right? It's, it's a weird Barbie dream, dream world, world is yeah. what it is. It's a good yeah. way of putting it. And it's, it's, uh, varied like once you pass the first one you're like dressed different the color palette changes it's different obstacles it's a legit platformer like that part really surprised me and when it started i thought this isn't going to be my the one i like it ended up being my favorite of the bunch it's it's somewhere it's it's not the worst platformer and it's not the best flat platformer. Oh, by far not very, the best, it's a, but it's it's a it's, it's, it's a competent. It's, one. it's a con- there you go. The word's competent. It's a competent platformer yeah. for any skill set. I think I think you'd actually yeah. have a decent time with it. Um, it it that it became my favorite. Uh, there's yeah. there's interesting attempts in some of the others we're going to talk about that I don't think fully paid off. Uh, there's a game that didn't come to market. I now understand why it didn't. <laughs> Um, I that one I played it. Yeah, it I like part vacation. part of it. I was like, oh, this could have been cool, and then yeah, I went, not really. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Everything so about this. One of the complaints that you would hear from uh, people on this one, and when I say people, I mean people who are on the lookout for what makes a good girl game. Yeah, they were upset because this used a platforming mechanic, which is very popular time instead of doing things that they felt like girls wanted to do. And I think platforming is pretty universal. So I, I, I kind of reject that criticism. I don't think I, I, I know just as many girls who loved uh, Mario platforming is any dude. I don't know. I've, I've yet to meet a girl who went, ah, platforming. I hate that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think maybe it would have been more accurate to say if you were a Barbie fan coming to this game, you didn't right. do a lot of Barbie things. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, that, that might be more, be like if I, if this was a Hot Wheels platformer, it'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. I need to be racing. Why yeah. am I, why, why am I no, platforming? Yeah, if someone says, hey, uh, we're making um, a fighting game or we're making a right. Mortal Kombat What's it called? Uh, Mortal Kombat Lunch. And then they say, wait, what does that mean? Oh, it's just a game where you sit around and eat. Like, that wouldn't make yeah, any sense uh, to people. It's Mortal Kombat who are... uh, Food Court. Yeah, nobody wants that out of their Mortal Kombat <laughs> game. So if I were a Barbie fan, I would have seen this game and gone, well, okay, but where's, when do I, you know, like, give me a little mission before this yeah. where I dress up and figure out what I'm going to wear. Yeah. Why am I fighting outfits? Why am I not, you know, playing the game that I like to play in real world, which is you know, dressing up and doing things like that. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's just an interesting problem that yeah. they were at the one hand, they were probably like, well, we want this game to be good. <laughs> and on the other hand, they're like, well, yeah, but it's not very much like Barbie. And I don't know. I don't know where you find the right, where you I mean, land, you know, like in the middle. We really, we yeah. definitely struggled in these first couple of games with Barbie. And that's what makes these interesting. This is what they did wrong before we end the show with what they got right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's trying to use popular game mechanics of the time, uh, ignoring the, 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 the needs of the gamers, uh, like of the property that you mentioned. It's like, this is not what I want from a Barbie game. Right. I, it's, it's fine as a game mechanic, but yeah. that's, this is not the expectation. No, so, not really. Know. Could have been skinned as almost anything besides yeah. Barbie. And it would have right. still probably worked. Uh, so 
we we go from by that. the way yeah go ahead the, the dos version the dos version i played both uh, the nes version oh you did i didn't I, um yeah i didn't do the dos yeah. version i get, only did nes uh for my video uh, the, I, you can play the dos version on my abandoned where dot com always forgets dot com but anyway my abandoned where look forward you can play it right there in the browser and i played the dos version and it's much more colorful which you would expect from a um uh, a, a pc and uh it is it has that same problem that a lot of pcs had uh, Nintendo was really good about rendering, so side scrolling was always fantastic and it always mm-hmm. looked smooth. And DOS it was kind of uh, choppy, and sometimes choppy. they would even make yeah. games. Yeah, they would even make games sometimes where you went screen to screen, so you would get to the edge of the screen, and then it would render the whole new screen. But at least you did get side scrolling here uh, in the DOS version, and it's a little more colorful. But the 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 jumping's a little more floaty. Yeah. Uh, so I think the NES version is probably a superior way to play this. We have this come a long way in those do- from those DOS days when it comes to PC yeah. gaming. Those were ridiculous yeah. times, everybody. I'm glad we were yeah. there for it. But, but basically, uh, Barbie 1991 is don't wake Barbie. So you nope. platform your way and, and don't let her get wake, woken. Well, here's what you want to do. So if you're actually in bed and you're like, I want to play a Barbie game in bed. Well, good news, because the yeah. year after, they made a, a game called Game Girl. Yeah. All right. Uh, but Look it's, how fabulous Barbie is here. She's, she's she is fabulous. fabulous. Look at that hair. Uh, yeah. It is very similar to the NES game, but had better mm-hmm. platforming. I went and played this a bit. It's good. It's good. It's legit yeah. good. This Out of all the Barbie games I played as a guy who likes platforming, this was my jam. Yeah, I, I like this the most, um, weirdly, because, you know, it's crappy colors and no colors in the case of the, of the Game well, Boy. But. I I will say this. You're right. It is crappy colors. It's monochrome. However, if you're emulating this in uh, 2022, uh, I definitely recommend that you use the core option if it's available to you to use the color palettes. And there's one called Pocket Girl, and it looks fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, yeah. I mentioned Pocket Girl, but I didn't mean to. Yes. Not Pocket Girl. Wait. Game Girl is the game. What do they call it? Game Girl is the game. They literally call it Game Girl, right? Even though it says Barbie in the main screen. Right. It, it, they, they called it Game Girl. It is Barbie, however you want to say it, colon, uh, Game Girl for yeah. the Game Boy. Clever, get it? But no, then you can use no. Pocket Girl Color Palette, whoo, and you'll get your best experience. <laughs> there you this go. This is, like I said, this is a legit platformer. Uh, if, you, if you throw away the idea of Barbie doing Barbie things and just go, okay, Barbie's about to platform through some stuff. Yeah. This is the game. I this do like how she changes clothes in the game, and then that gives her different jump abilities and runs and stuff. Yes. My favorite one is she basically flips like Samus in the uh, Metroid games. I love that. She does. Yeah. That first power-up is like a heart, which you can get by throwing charms at uh, the platforms, and they rearrange. I love that mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll have the ability to flip, and then you can uh, you can engage in with the, uh, with the with the enemies. I don't know what the enemies are. I didn't want to read but I, mm. this was good for me. This I like this one as a, as a guy. I like this one. I like to hear uh, what other people think. But oh, there's match. I didn't know there was a match game, little mini they, game here. They 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 did try to figure out what ladies <laughs> like somewhat, <laughs> I suppose, yeah. because there's a lot of match games uh, in all of these Barbies. You'll you'll it's like memorization and matching. Yeah. I guess that's what they thought. Girls no, yeah, were you into. want to match, you know. Not like my uh, my daughter's little boy. Uh, he says, "You want to make it match." It means he needs you to make poop. Ma- he needs to poop. That's when he says, <laughs> you "Need that. to poop." You want to make a match? You gotta yeah. you gotta light the match. Yeah, you gotta light the match. Make the but match. You, did you, I, I like I said, I really thought the platforming was solid. Yeah, it was good. It played it played really well, which you know, that's a big deal. 
for us. Yeah. Here it was a little jumpy here. though. I will I will give them this. They allowed me to platform to a degree that was kind of like a crutch. They would yeah. allow me to, you know, if I missed my platform by a lot, as long as I kept holding on to the jump button, yeah. <laughs> it would kind of scoop me over a couple of pixels. It's like, here, let me help you out there, buddy. Yeah, let me just push you, you forward a little you bit. You didn't quite make it, but eh, close enough. Now, if you, uh, if you existed in the year 1993, you know, think of the year. Mm. That was the year we got Jurassic Park. That was the year oh. we, uh, we were fully into the 16-bit revolution. Uh, yes. If you want to call it that, so our Genesises and our Genesis Genesi, yeah, Genesis, Mega Droves, <laughs> yeah, our Mega Droves, our uh, Super Nintendo systems. Uh, we were having a ball, SNES. and um, that year for for both the uh, the SNES Genesis and DOS, once again, brand new game came out called Barbie Supermodel. Oh, Here's what that sounded model. like right here. <laughs> Gotta be SNES version, right? This is Genesis, actually. Really? Yeah, it's not bad. Genesis had a decent. You can hear with the beats because they always telltale Genesis yeah, sounds. Anyway, those are the two. That's the version I played, so I capped it from that. But uh, the Genesis version and the SNES version were pretty close to each other, uh, as usual back then. Although that's not always usual. Sometimes they're totally different, but they were pretty close. Uh, the DOS version, I didn't get a chance to play. Did you play that? Just by I, I checked all of these out once again in my abandoned where it was had this one as well. Um, Same problem again, with like the chop always, chop and all that, like the choppy screen tear and all that was in the DOS. Actually, version. wasn't as bad here. It was actually pretty smooth at this point. Hmm. Uh, everything looked pretty similar on all three platforms. Uh, I think the Genesis had better textured sprites. Mm-hmm. I think, if I remember correctly. Well, once again, this game. So this game had potential, in my opinion, because it was this. Here's the idea that you're in the overworld most of the time in your cool Corvette, your convertible. Pink. Yes. You're driving around trying to avoid hippies and weirdos and uh, families, (laughs) station wagons and all that kind of thing. And then on the road are these little Barbie uh, uh, hearts with a B on them. Yeah. And also some stars. Power ups and bonuses, a chance or something like that, I think. Yeah, Yeah. All that kind of crap. And then at one point. Uh, you'll go to a dance studio and practice a dance, which you will need later when you're at an actual dance performance, which I didn't realize until I got there. I didn't either. Yeah. So, I, I didn't read the manual. I just started playing and I got to the, I didn't understand what's going on because you drive from left all the way to right and you do this whole practice thing and it keeps going in a loop. And I'm like, am I supposed to do something here? Mm-hmm. And then I, then I left and then I got all the way back to the other side of town. And that's when I found out, oh, I should have memorized that. I didn't yep. do it. And you can speed oh. up, slow down. It's got, you know, some interesting stuff there. And you can get hurt if you run your car into other cars. You got to be careful yeah. there. But yeah. as usual, uh, so it's really weird. But out in the middle of the road, a camera will be laying there. If you yeah. run over the camera, it takes you to a magazine stand. And at the magazine stand, you're trying to match her look on a magazine. So you'll look at the magazine first. And it's yeah. either a close up, a shoulders and up, or it's full body or whatever. And you're supposed to go, all right, green hat, uh, red thing, earrings, whatever. And then it will switch to a screen where you can, that's all jumbled. Yeah. And you're trying to match it with what you remember being on the magazine. And then if you get it, you get a bunch of points. If you don't get it, it you just move on. It's no big deal. No, it is so frustrating because if it was just like everything was on the screen, I probably could pick it out. But you have to you have to slide Barbie in and out in different outfits until you find the right outfit, and then you have to adjust the colors. Yeah. So when I see the original magazine, I'm like, okay, got it, check, check, red, this, that, got you, okay, no problem. 
and I get into the changing room and you have to switch between Barbies until you get to the, to the outfit itself before you start changing the colors. And by the time I get to the outfit, I'm like, Oh my God, I've seen a million other outfits. I can't even remember what the crap I was doing, but the, it's all matches, right? It's memorization. It's just memorization. And it, and it's true of her dance thing too. Cause once you remember the dance, yeah. you take her to the, the runway model thing. And then you're like, Oh yeah, it was CCBB or whatever. And yeah, hot damn, you're, 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 you're the big winner. <laughs> I damn, I'm a I'm a winner. And then in stage two, which they started on, basically it's the same thing. You keep going through stages. Uh, the first one is you're riding the Corvette. The second one you're doing roller skates, and you're going from left to right to get to the to the to the practice session, so that you can come back all the way back across the screen, uh, doing those memorization mini games along the way, yep. and then performing and getting your points. I'm not sure what the love chance is and stuff. I don't know if I didn't play long enough. I did get a couple of retro achievements, though. I remember uh, I talked about it before, right? The retro achievements. You can do oh, in, yeah, uh, they were uh, that got added to RetroArch now. The yeah, that's yeah. such a cool thing. I love that. It is. So I, I, I got a couple of retro achievements for for doing uh, something. So is that like up and down? Like, it, like what's the coverage of those? Are there achievements for every retro retro game? Are they building all no. the time or what? Right, they're building. So retroachievements.org. From what I can see, well, I understand. You go to the forums. It's very. It's not automated. All of it's very hands on. So you, a lot of games already have predetermined achievements based on whatever they have. Usually, a speed runs. You know, like you finish this part to here. Uh, and what you do is you go in. If there's a game not in the database, then you contact people in the forums and they have a discussion and they make a list of uh, which achievements should be done. And then they, I guess, manually enter that into the database. And then you'll see it when you launch the game. If you have are logged in through RetroArch, it will pop up and say there's X number of achievements you've achieved. This just like you're on your Xbox. So who's in charge? I mean, the people that can submit these achievements are who? Is it you? Could you? Do oh, we it? can submit them. Anybody can submit them. If you look and you don't, you see that the game that you want that you play doesn't have an achievements, which some these Barbie games did not. You can recommend uh, and request, and they'll. I guess there's some kind of process that's all done manually. It's, that part's a little bit of mystery. It doesn't seem like there's any, uh, you know, rhyme or reason behind that. That's so. interesting because it seems like something you'd want to curate a little bit. Otherwise, you'd have achievements that say. It's like I'm looking at Advance Wars. It would say, move right. one space. <laughs> you got an achievement. Well, no, like, no. You don't just submit it and they just don't go, yeah, let's do it like this. No, there's a whole there's a whole curated part to okay, it. Okay, there is. That's good. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. This is really cool. And also, I want to play uh, Advance Wars again just by looking at it. It's all it takes. I look uh, at yeah. Advance Wars and I go, oh, I would like to play that, please, right now. And that's and that's coming because there's a new one coming out. What next year? Is that right? Well, it got bumped for because of the Ukraine um, Russia oh, thing. That's right. That's right. And they bumped it because those countries in the game are basically based on Russia yeah. and Ukraine or other Eastern Bloc countries or other other former Soviet uh, countries. Right. And so right. Nintendo just felt like that was really inappropriate at the time. I don't know if they're going to wait until the conflict's over, if that's even a thing, or if they just give it enough time to breathe. Or I don't know if they're even doing it now. Like I don't know if that's. Yeah. I don't. They yeah. haven't. They haven't said. There's no new date. So. Yeah, I, I hate that. It was supposed to be like last March or May or something. Yeah, yeah it never came Makes out. Me sad. That's we'll such just a good do a series. show regardless. Yeah, we got it. Oh, <laughs> dude, I would love to have a whole show on Advance Wars. We're gonna get there. Oh, I'd love. We're that. only on episode forty nine, Scott. Can you believe it's only a bit? It's been about one year, approximately. That's insane. Hey, we are at our one year anniversary almost. It'll be yeah, uh, yeah. right at the top, probably next week, weeks. I guess. Right? Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about the the one that never happened, the one that never existed, except in our hearts. 
Um, yes, the, the prototype, and man, you can access it just about anywhere, though. But And I played this shit good? today, man. I I really liked where this was going for a while, <laughs> Yeah, and then I hated it. Um, yeah. So it's, there's a reason this didn't get made. It's unreleased, 1994, a, a game called Barbie Vacation Adventure, and it was a prototype. It never uh, got here. Uh, right. It is a weird thing that you're presented basically with um, hey, in fact, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, Barbie is going on a point and click adventure. That's what it felt like in yeah. the beginning. It's not quite that. Um, it's some point and click elements, but there's also like the scene we're looking at right here. She's taking a picture of wildlife, but you're actually moving this like camera lens around to do it. Um, it looks nice, you know, as far as presentation and stuff, it's a nice looking game, but it, yeah. um, where it ultimately failed for me was the 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 five or six states you can go to i think it's texas wyoming iowa miami or florida rather and california is there one other might be one other i think that might be it it. you go to each one of those i'm like okay they'll you know if there's really cool varied things to do here this would be neat no 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 they're dumb they're not a lot of depth. I mean, you go to Texas, you ride a horse. You go to Iowa, you do so, you have to get catch pigs. <laughs> yeah, and that just was the biggest waste of ever of all time catching pigs. Yeah, but oh man, you're right though. This one had oh, this one had so much potential. But once again, here we are, 1994, ten years after the first one, we have yet to get a Barbie game that actually leaned into what Barbie is. Right? Is we're still not focused on what barbie lovers love about barbie mm-hmm. at all little mini it's mini games at all no, yeah at all. like this game is more like there's a little bit of a fantasy trip here of like equestrian horse jumping and yeah. you know some of that might have appealed to somebody some kid somewhere but i don't it's think fun, this captured once, it yeah you but, nailed it earlier when you said it wasn't really barbie appropriate necessarily it was just you know this could be anybody yeah that's a good to sound though listen to this Using the theme. Hey there, Barbie girl. There, Barbie Barbie girl. girl. Something, something, something. On your horse and ride. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) Yeah, it just it 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 tried to do some stuff that I thought was innovative. And when I first fired this one up, I went, "Well, this is easily gonna be my favorite." There's depth to this. Yeah. But then in the places there should have been depth, there just really wasn't any depth. And I'm 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 thinking probably just because it, it never made it out of the prototype phase. It was a good proof of concept. Yeah. And I would like to see where this went to. I, I didn't get a chance to do as much research as I want to, but I feel like whatever game development team that came together to put this together, I think it somebody went on to something else. Because this this was a this is a good game, a prototype. It it was definitely going somewhere. Yeah, I think it may have had well, who knows why they pulled the plug. It's hard to find details right. on that, but I, I think it's because they just, I, I just, it did failure after failure. I don't, I don't think any of these games really sold uh, that well. I mean, until, until 1996. Yeah, the tell the one we're really interested in. Uh, before we get to that, though, I just wanted to say, what was it? It was something. Oh, the volleyball mini game I really liked. <laughs> I thought that was fun. I thought that yeah. was actually a pretty competitive, good time, and uh, I lost a lot though. <laughs> look at look at those raptor hands. Yeah, though. look at the, look the at- animation when they're fully extended. That's rough. I'm Barbie Malibu. <laughs> but it's legit, kind of a fun mini game, and I assume since it had yeah. two player options, there's probably a way to play against your friend in that. 
I'm assuming so. Yeah, I don't think many of the. I don't think any of these have been multiplayer, have they? I think. Well, uh, this one had an option one. to choose yeah, I think to have two people, one. but I didn't try. I didn't test it, so yeah. I'm not really sure if yeah. it works. And, and the chat room does make good uh, good point. Uh, Nine of twelve says Barbie was kind of about fantasy of lifestyle and travel. That's actually true as well. Yeah, that's true. I think that's almost a hundred percent of it, and that's hard to duplicate in a game. Yeah, because mechanically you have to stay interesting, but also be true to that vision and. It's tricky. The, the game I played the commercial for at the beginning of the show, this one. The painting's gone. Barbie, we've got a mystery to solve. That was like a, a future 2003 or 4 game. Um, right. I just, the audio was better than most of the other commercials, which is why I used it. But it had, uh, it was basically solving crimes. And I thought that was a pretty interesting take of like, right. Barbie's just on vacation. Came up on- yeah, kind of like that. And it was like, well, she's on vacation but something's gone awry and Barbie's right. going to find the evidence to figure out who murdered the old man or whatever. Yeah. And um, I don't know. That appealed to me. I didn't play that. Now, yeah. Once again, that appeals to us. I wonder how that one did sales wise. I'm yeah, curious about that because I just feel like the core audience of Barbie is going to be that because it's where they target at between three and nine years old. Do they, do they get in those uh, side quest of, of Barbie or is it, or is it just kind of stay in the realm of, you know, it's, it's well, the girls, the girls in the commercial looked about 12. So it seemed yeah. like maybe they were aiming for a little older in this one, but maybe so, maybe so. That's what we probably do. Probably trying to break outside of that, uh, outside of their mold. Right. Yep. It's a lot better than this. Yeah. See you in an hour. See you in an hour. I'm oh Ken. God, Ken, I hate you. So every time I hear that, he's a poopoo. Uh, he's a poopoo. Yeah. He's a poopoo. Uh, all right. Let's get to this one. All right. This is the one. Hi, I'm Barbie. Let's make some fun clothes for me to wear. Click anywhere on the screen to begin. Making clothes for me is really easy and fun. Let me show you around. I feel like she's just talking kids into making her shit for her so she doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. A little bit I, there. Just a I little. Played this, I played this nun because I couldn't get my uh, so this is our we're ninety six. This is the first Windows Mac game. So this required like a, a Windows machine. I think Windows three one, but it wasn't it wasn't a DOS game. So that meant I had to set up some uh, set up some Windows ninety eight. You could run it on ninety five ninety eight and all that, but yeah, yeah, it was still. I think you're right about um, you know there was no other way. This wasn't a console game, that's for sure. They didn't do no. that. This was multimedia was, business. This was them going. Yeah. Hey, missed and a million other games now. They got real sound and voice work and all this. What if we did one and they did one? To- this was smart. This was smart. The, and during 91, there's estimates between uh, upper 300,000 to 500,000 copies of this sold. And for good reason, this was a time when, uh, you know, dads were trying to justify purchasing that PC mm-hmm. or Mac and uh and you know and and justifying the reason for getting that printer uh and this was that's exactly what it says it's a multimedia type of uh game it was you you designed your outfits uh it's very it's, the gameplay is very simple uh it's not you could argue is it, is it really gameplay i don't know uh but you you design your own uh costumes or you do ones that are already off the rack for barbie and then you can print those out yep uh, and then do some real world stuff. So it was sold as a kit. Yeah, uh, the you do the whole designer. schmear and the whole idea. The gameplay, I would, I would argue, it's still gameplay. But the gameplay is basically a character creator. The game. Yeah. There um, you go. And it's just you know all these different outfits and then information about how to cut them out and how to put them on your actual Barbie doll and 
mm-hmm. and you're the one designing this thing that she's now wearing. So when you go to your friend's house and they got all their store-bought crap, you can go, yeah, well, I made mine with my <laughs> my deal. So this, is, this is brilliant because this was bridging a gap because we had, at this point in time, there had been kind of a, a lag uh, for aiming games uh, at, at girls. And so they were still very much in the physical world uh, as far as how they're being marketed to. Uh, and this was kind of like a, a half step, right? It was it was both digital and physical. So if you had all those Barbie dolls and you wanted to do some stuff, some some mock ups and stuff, you could. So mm-hmm. it kind of gave it took it to the next level. Yeah, it it's a uh, this is the one that sold like crazy and made Doom look bad. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny <laughs> leaning into what makes Barbie Barbie sold right. the most. That seems like a lesson, you know? Yeah. Like take don't take your your source material for granted. Like be, I think this is true today. You're gonna make a AAA game about I don't know Dune or uh, anything big, right? Anything today? Yeah. Uh, You know why does the 2016 Doom and the uh, the more recent Doom Eternal? Why do those games? Why are they so revered? Because they leaned into what made Doom Doom in the first place, and didn't get all wrapped up in what Doom Three tried to do, which is just make it a horror game. Yeah. Um, There's something to that where. If you're going to have a source material or an IP you're working on, the truer you can be to that, the more you're going to appeal to players and or those who like that IP and the more sales you're going to make. I just think yeah. you have to do that. Yeah. If so. the if the gameplay doesn't match, it's going to be a lot harder to to clear that hurdle. Truth. Right? Truth. Totally agree. Truth. Uh, anyway, that is our look at the 90s uh, there's other stuff like we mentioned that uh, hot wheels game that goldfarb made it's worth checking out on the c64 it's kind of a it's, thing. it's so stupid i love it i it's, just started playing that new one there's a brand new uh hot wheels game that came out i think last year oh yeah it's very yeah. good um it's an excellent little racer but it's funny to see that and then go back and play that c64 game you're like oh, okay <laughs> we have come a long wow, way folks yeah. uh there was also a 94 educational game called barbie and her magical house Dude, uh, I don't know if you got any video of that, but oh my did. god, I probably did. I, I did. I I missed this the first time I went around to looking at Barbie games for us to cover between the, you know, the start and the in the '96. And man, this thing is a behemoth. It's an educational game, but man, the multimedia was 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 tight in this game. They had it would obviously had to be a CD because it had all kinds of vo- uh, voice acting and things. It has all these mini games. It's pretty massive. And I think it kind of leans more into the Barbie thing, and I'm surprised it didn't do better. I don't know what that part is. That was a logo. That was whoever did this video's logo, I think. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But this is pretty cool. This really leans into the Barbie world. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're doing all the the stuff like the Barbie house, all the stuff that you would have bought you're interacting with. So this felt to me like I don't understand why this didn't hit bigger uh, because it seemed like it was doing the things that we've talked about, really leaning into – uh, your barbiness. Well, I think you're probably you're probably looking at a time problem because '94 would have been pre Windows '95, right? You would have had to deal with DOS and all that mess. Uh, CD-ROM player. This was a multimedia thing, and it was on CD. That right. was rare. Single speed CD-ROMs were expensive as shit back then. Yeah. So I think there was a cost prohibitiveness. It's kind of like VR in its early days. It's like I can't afford a thousand dollar VR helmet just to try these five games you know yeah i think there's Dad a bit of that convince the family to get get it for this yeah right? i bet you that's that's a huge part of it and that would change very quickly in two years is all it takes for all of that stuff to become ubiquitous and suddenly 
everyone can play the new Barbie game, and then that thing sold like crazy. So yeah, I think yeah. that's the deal there. But this was all kicked off by an article. If you would like to read more, um, uh, by uh, there was a post. Uh, Mary Kinney, uh, who's a senior writer at Insomniac, uh, and the author of the book Gamer Girls, 25 Women Who Built the Video Game Industry. So it's very slanted in that way. Uh, but back in October, she posted a Twitter post uh, that basically uh, you know, hit the statistic that uh, during a certain time frame during 1996, uh, that the dress-up game, the digital main created for Barbie, outsold... Uh, outpaced Doom yeah. uh, in his first year of sales, which you know when you think about it, Doom was originally uh, was I think was Shareware. I think yep. this might have been later in its, its life cycle, and I think about the most common way to purchase it was probably through mail order, whereas you probably would have found Barbie uh, at retail stores. So, well, uh, Doom by that point, so Doom in the early days, like ninety two, and it launched. That was right. Usenet slash, like you said, Shareware, order it in the mail, that kind of thing. But right. I think by 96, this stuff's on, you know, Doom's on shelves. You're and, right. And so this so, makes it even more impressive <laughs> that, that yeah. this Barbie game out and kind of rocked it that year. Because Doom yeah. was huge I think, like still, I said, you know? I heard uh, Mary Kenny's original point that this was a very important game is still correct. And I'm glad that she posted it. And I'm glad I got to dig deeper into it. And... uh yeah, I've been educated. So yeah, I like, I like it I like too. Being educated. Yeah, and, we, and Brian didn't mean when he says slanted in that way, he doesn't mean that in a pejorative. He means no, that's a positive thing to hear this other, you know. Games are, it's such a dude fest. Everything about games these <laughs> days, not less than ever, like we're making huge progress. Right. We really are. But it takes a long time and we're still kind of mired in a bunch of it. And it's unfortunate because some of my most ardent gamer friends are women. Yeah. Yeah. And they love it. They're dedicated. Yeah. They they freaking dig it. There's, they beat me in Overwatch. Whatever. Like yeah. They're it's it's a different I, time than it was back then, and I'm really glad that that we're at least getting some progress in that regard. I this upcoming good. these upcoming generations are doing way more about it than we did growing up. Uh, and oh, hopefully this will yeah. not be a discussion in the future. Hopefully, hell, this will be, uh, dude. My kids, my two daughters, yeah. enormous gamers. They love playing. Yeah. My daughter in a one-on-one Overwatch match will make mince of me. She'll re- destroy me. They're great. They're really good, and they yeah. know their stuff. And I don't know. I love it. I love that this generation gets to be gets to be what they want in that way. Yeah. You know? This is a part. That's part of the retro thing. That it's it's just fine for it to live in the past. I'm glad we've progressed beyond that. And uh, agreed. That's, that's that's yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. Now. Here's the important thing of the day. Not really. That was important, but also this is... Destroy it. <laughs> we're going to try to convince each other to uh, get this wrong. Uh, although I think I'm going to give you enough hints that you're probably going to get it. Uh, this is called Guess My Game. We play audio from old games and we try to stump each other. I'm going to start. Brian, this is a game from 1992. This is a game that was on the Game Gear. Oh, the Game of Gear, you yep, say. The okay. Sega mm-hmm. Game of Gear, the biggest handheld I ever owned until the Steam Deck came. Uh, <laughs> I think it was honking huge with a little tiny postage stamp screen, it felt like. but It anyway. was so small compared to the rest of the unit. And the batteries I would burn through in a day. Man, yeah, what yeah, a joke. Crazy. Anyway, it's also based on a film. So there's your hint. 92, Game Gear, 92. based on a movie of the same year, same year the movie came out that it's based on. Here's your audio. (laughs) 
Axel Foley? Any, <laughs> no. <laughs> Any guesses? Besides that? <laughs> that it sounds so familiar. 92, remember. That's a that's the big hint here. Movie in 92. You know what? Here's your other hint. It was a big movie, but a lot of people were disappointed in it. Had a lot of had a lot of expectations on it. Huh. It's also a film we watched for film sack, if that helps. What? Disappointed yeah. in 1992 film that made it to the Game Gear that sounds like that. Let's see if the chat has got it yet. Nope. Is this no one. episode one or something? No. That would have been 99, so you're you're, you're, you're we're not there yet. Way, way off. That's what I was trying to think. I was like, what would have been in 92 that we would have known uh, to be disappointed in? Because I don't think we got disappointed Uh in things and I don't think we ever got disappointed on any anything until episode one and then it was just like a whole hate fest for decades one of my favorite people in the community got it in the chat oh good good do you give up good. do you want me to tell you uh, give me okay so 1992 uh, Game Gear yep this is, is me a playing, shooter of some sort it sounds like I played it for two hours a day had a great time I probably almost beat it for a cart that small I don't know actually and people were disappointed yeah Back to the Future Part 3, Biff's Adventure. Nope. Some people said True Lies. No one was disappointed in True Lies. Others said Street Fighter. That was 94, I believe. I'm assuming it has to be a franchise of some sort for people to be disappointed or a uh, something making it to screen like oh. a, a Batman film or something. It is, a tr- it is a franchise. I'll give you that. It is a franchise. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I did say Back to the Future, but I can't recall when the third one came out because it was like 87 and then 90. What was it? What was the third so one? 80, no. First one was 85. Second one was 87? Seven? I would say. Maybe eight. Right. Uh, but that's not it. I can tell you it's not that's that not franchise. Yeah, we plus that we haven't watched that. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. You got me. I'm right. stumped. I, I can't guess your game. Here it is. I was going to tell you, my next hint was going to be Prison Planet, but I'll just tell you. It was Alien 3. <laughs> Aliens. Alien, Alien 3. 3. Was the game. The movie slightly oh, disappointing, yeah, although planet, not to me. I love the movie, and I always liked it, and I still like it today. Yeah. I think it's. I think the people's biggest problems were who died early <laughs> and their expectations about certain things story-wise. But yeah. it was my first exposure to David Fincher. I love the tone of it. I love the idea of a space prison. Like I love that those concepts. It's also pretty damn good, and uh, people just forgot. But anyway... That's the game. Alien 3. Congratulations to Greg for Walkman in the chat for getting that correct. Nice Look job. at Greg for Walkman. Look at you knowing that, stuff. Well, that game was on everything. Uh, but I they knew had it sounded it. familiar. I just couldn't place it. They had versions on SNES and Genesis and all that. I could have gone with one of those, but I didn't do it. All right, Brian, uh, I'm going to play yours. Uh, what are my hints for this thing? Uh, the year is 1996, and this would have been on your PC Windows. I don't think it came to Mac. Let me take a look. Um, actually, it did eventually make it to playstation and also played in dos i did not know that so uh windows uh on the original playstation in dos of all places all right here we go is this the sims Point-and-click adventure. No, it does have some sim sound. You're right about that. It's a point-and-click adventure, though. Day of the Tentacle? Oh, it's, you know, you're, you're not, you know, you might be in the, you know, some of those kind of areas. But, I don't, you know, I wouldn't say it's one-to-one. Don't take too much into that. What I just okay. Said, but yeah. Okay. 
Uh, uh, DreamWorks Interactive published this thing. This should have been pretty awesome. DreamWorks, on for based on a film yeah, or something? Uh, no. Salmon, it's not Salmon Max. No, no, but you are the point and click adventure area. This is good guessing. I don't know. Um, uh, give me another hint. Do you have another hint? Give me a uh, it's the, uh, it takes on the adventure uh, of a character named uh, Clayman. Clayman? Mm-hmm. Is this Clayman here? That? Yes, that's Clayman. looks like a duck. I think he's a duck. Oh! Uh, the duck-looking guy. Uh, uh, it looked like clay and stuff. <laughs> like clay and stuff. Um, never uh, no hood. Neverhood. That's never, it. Is that it? Neverhood from 1996. Woo! Good job. You gave it away with that duck thing because that's what yeah, I, I remember did. that. As a yeah, point yeah. thing. Wasn't that kind of claymation y or something? Wasn't it that was. the deal? It was very claymation y. Hold on, Neverhood. I want to look it up. I love this game. I want to see it. Um, point yeah, click. I remember this. He it was, was like, a duck. It was like playing uh it was like it was like playing a freaking uh, cartoon. It was just amazing. Oh, this was ninety six? Yeah. I thought this was way later than that. Yeah, look at that chat. Oh, that was such a cool thing. I want it more was. of this now. I want more stuff. I know there's other stuff, but I just want more of it, please. Yeah. A couple of years ago, these guys came back, uh, at least part of them did, and they did a, a Armor Krog, which I, I helped kickstart. It was pretty cool. Was it okay? Was it good? Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Did they it's capture? more of the same, but still, it was good. Did they capture the uh, the essence of the original? And, they, you know? they, they did. They did, indeed. Because they call that a spiritual successor sometimes. Is spiritual what they do. successor. It had the spirit of the, the Neverhood. I couldn't tell you who the developer was because the developer was the Neverhood Inc. Ah, uh, the Neverhood Inc. <laughs> Welcome to the Treasure Room. Chat says Claymore was or Clayman was the pilot and choplifter. Fantastic, ah, Clayman. I tried to say it like I tried to say it too. Like you know, I didn't want to go Clayman. Clayman. Yeah, good <laughs> point. Clayman. I'd good. say Clayman. Clayman. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, hey, we got a couple of texts we're going to read this week. No email this week. We're going to do texts. You ready for these? Here you go. No email. No no email. No email. No metal. No mail from ye or ye. All right, here it is. <laughs> Uh, 801-471-0462, by the way, is uh, the e- or the uh, text messages to use. We got two of these. One's anonymous. Well, both of them are. The first one says, Wordle is basically hangman. I guess they just wanted us to think about that. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, uh, sort of. I guess. I don't think it's quite yeah. the same. I mean, you know what? It kind of is. I mean, you only get so many guesses. In a- yeah, there's just no man to hang. So you don't, instead of saying, here's his head, now his body. When you get them wrong, you are just seeing dots. You're just yeah. seeing your chances of losing, you know, because you have five tries or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know what? It is Hangman. It's got a little bit. Of, it's got a. It's got a, a a bit of Hangman in it. How about that? Yeah. Chat says Mastermind. Yeah, that's true. But Mastermind is kind of Hangman. I don't know, man. I guess maybe who's. I guess who's first? Who came first? Who, Who came was the first? Very first? The man or the hang? 
Yeah. Uh, all right. That's awesome. Here's one from another anonymous uh, person. He says uh, this play retro in retro gaming news. Archer McLean, Commodore 64 and Atari developer and writer for retro gaming magazine has passed away at the age of 60. Uh, he's known for drop zone, uh, international Ka- uh, karate, international karate plus and other games. Yeah, I heard about this. Um, yeah, through other sources and stuff. De- but yeah, back in the middle of December, I I saw an article about that. It made me sad. Yeah, you know what's a real bummer here? This I talked to this guy and just now realized I this is the same guy. No, no, really. Yeah, a couple of years ago, they wanted they they approached me because they kickstarted the retro game magazine thing. Oh yes, and they'd asked me to do some comics for it. Right. And I can't remember what the deal was. We, I think I actually did the commission, the three or four commissions that they asked me to do. Is right. this the same magazine? I can tell you real quick. Pretty sure this is them. Oh, it's totally them. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah. I talked to him a whole bunch of times, and he was so into this concept of, you know, basically what we do with the show, they were attempting to do with a, with a magazine magazine, which I think yeah. you can still subscribe to it. Let's see. Yeah. There's uh, several uh, amazing retro magazines and I'm always like, I really need to subscribe to those or they will go away and I don't want them to go away. I, I like for them to be there. Yeah. Can't tell here. I'm looking, I don't know if this, maybe they pulled out of it because I don't know how you make a print magazine and survive in 2022, yeah. but Niche, anyway, but, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Ooh, their top banner is rad. Look at this chat. Check this out. They got like little animated pack. Whoops. Pac-Man moving around up there and some asteroids. Look at this. Oh, yeah. That is really old school. That's some cool. I assume HTML5. Yeah, is I've, what been, that is. I've been there uh, several times. Yeah, this is where their stuff goes now. So I don't know if they're, let's see, buy online, subscribe now, view digital editions. I'll just go ahead and proceed. Just, just go ahead and just do it. Let me see here. Getting a privacy error. Magazinesdirect.com. No, don't go there. That sounds like a bad place. That yeah, like some place that's where it resolves magazines. now. I think they. I think this is gone. I think they're done. Defunct. Yeah, yeah it bums me out because that was a cool idea and concept. That's probably why they didn't commission any more art. <laughs> they, mm. they went debunked or defunct. Anyway, that's sad news. Thanks for reminding us of it, uh, though. It's worth mentioning. And that guy's got a storied uh, career. Yeah, we've been talking about world. a couple of games here. The uh, We talked about the International Karate. Mm-hmm. I forget we talked about one episode not that long ago. Mm-hmm. We did go. the design and graphics for that. Yep. There you have it. Uh, that'll do it for text. 801 If you want to send us an email, you sure can. Playretroshow at gmail.com is where you send that to. Our next uh, edition, speaking of Alien 3, guess what we're going to talk about? The Alien franchise as represented in retro gaming. That's right. We'll go all the way up to Jaguar as far as I'm concerned. Somewhere in that range. All right. Uh, There is a lot of real good Alien business. Some bad. Some very bad. And uh, some fun crossover. (laughs) Aliens versus Predator stuff like happened on the Jaguar. But... There's a lot to talk about there, including the side-scroller stuff for Aliens 1 through 3 uh, that I really enjoyed, or at least 2 and 3. And that's the other thing. If you didn't like 3, the movie, you might actually want to give 3, the game, a chance. It's a very fun side-scrolling action game uh, on all platforms, as far as I'm concerned. I played the Genesis 1. It's tricky. you got limited ammo. The aliens are actually kind of scary. And I say aliens, I mean alien. Alien. Although I think they show more than just the one. I can't remember. It's been a bit. But we're going to do it. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the alien films uh, and their games. There's, uh, the films, forget about the films. We're going to talk about the games based on them. Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about those retro games based on the alien films. Yeah. One, and guess two, what three. I'm going to do? I'm going to bring up a really cool thing, which is Doom had, or somebody made a, con- a complete mod. conversion mod for Doom, the original Doom. There was an alien mod, and they had all the sound effects. All the creatures were these fast, freaking moving aliens. That thing legit scared the pants off me playing that. Yeah, I miss wad packs. Oh, oh it was so, so good, dude. Those days stuff. were so great. Anyway, all of that and more on an upcoming episode. So watch for that. I do want to thank some patrons that are brand new as we round out right, the yeah. month and year. Huge thanks to Scott, Plums, and Nick O. These three folks uh, bellied up and uh, threw down right before the end of the year. Very appreciative of them and everybody who subscribes already to our feed over there. Would Make sure you have monthly benefits, pre-show content every week, and no commercials ever, uh, and more. So go check it out. That's yeah, a play I'm it, I'll make it a commitment right here on air that I'm going to have at least one piece of extra content oh, yeah. uh, every every month. And it may go up from there. We'll see the, what the response is to it. But yeah, just like on Film Sack, where we make a, a bonus uh, little piece of work, we're going to do the same here. I agree. On, My, like Brian's unboxing of his uh, Sega Genesis Mega Drive 2 thing was cool, the mini. Yeah. Uh, more stuff like that. Occasionally, I'll do something dumb. Like today, I filmed myself, or I did video of a supercut, basically so playing those stupid Barbie games. And uh, I did you it, post that at the Patreon because I really enjoyed that. I that did. I haven't, but will tonight. Um, yeah. it's uh, it's definitely worth watching. But we'll start doing some of that stuff that's exclusive to you. So now's the time to get in there. Patreon.com/slash/playretro. Do it today. Playretroshow at gmail.com. In the meantime, playretroshow on Twitter. And you can find the show at frogpants.com slash play retro and wherever you get your podcast. I think that's going to do it. Oh, and don't forget to sign up for that PC. That address again, frogpants.com slash doghouse if you want to win a $4,000 super gaming rig that will play all your retro games. You could probably put every Barbie game that's ever been made on that thing. I think you could do that without even thinking about it in a tiny (laughs) folder on your desktop. I think what you could do, you you could play all the retro games ever made 10 yeah. times over simultaneously all at once right. <laughs> on 20 screens if you wanted. So it's available to the, some lucky winner if you want to be among them or at least among the choosing. Go over there and uh, sign up today. Hey, Brian, anything else you want to uh, mention before we go? Get Absolutely. going to Probably some of that content on Patreon is going to be me doing some retro 3D printing, making my retro experience a little bit better. So thank you guys for your continued support throughout the year. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of what you've done has uh, allowed me to uh, to keep moving forward and getting more and more retro experience. I do these uh, six p.m. Eastern night, uh, six p.m. Eastern, uh, usually Monday through Friday. Yeah, we usually play. Yeah, watch games. for that. E- except for when we're doing the play retro show. Yeah, yeah, what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's gonna do it. Thank you all for listening. Go play something retro, and we'll see you next year. Bye now. No, no, next year, next year. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. See you in an hour. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.